Coming up on Stu Does America, the Democratic House Majority Whip does the one thing you're not allowed to do in Congress. One thing, and he does it. Chad Prather explains some rather questionable behavior he's been engaging in. And Pat Gray joins us to talk about how the Democrats are uniquely positioned to take our experiment in self-governance and flush it down the toilet. Before we get there, look around. Do you see a button that says subscribe anywhere? If so, click it. If you see a bell on YouTube, click that too and get all the notifications when we post something new. And for use during the pandemic and after, you're going to need the t-shirt that gets you out of everything. Sorry, can't make it. Self-quarantined. Because while it might not feel like it in this era of social distancing, soon you're going to be looking for a way to avoid people all over again. Stu does America. There are certain things that come along with being in Congress. First, you get access to a fancy gym. <laughs> Just try not to go there when you're awaiting a test for COVID-19, Rand. Next, you get hot tub access. Oh yes, hot tub access. As former Senator Arlen Specter outlined in his book, I was in the whirlpool when Ted Kennedy came over and climbed into the bath. Kennedy was one of the Senate's giants. In many ways, it was though a gigantic walrus had plunged into the sea, causing the level to swell. I'd never seen two men in the whirlpool before, but the tub was big enough for two or more. There was a sign that said you had to shower before entering. I hadn't checked that out with Kennedy, but I had neither an objection nor compunction about, this coming, about his coming into the bath. What? Now, just picturing that scene probably makes you want to file papers and run for Congress right now, doesn't it? But also, if you're in Congress, you have to do a bunch of completely unconscionable things while acting like you're trying to help. And there's only one rule, one rule you don't break. You want to hook up with pages and interns? Go right ahead. Need to use some inside information to profit on a stock trade? <laughs> no problem at all. Do you need to use some inside information to profit on a stock trade so that you can pay for a trip in which you will hook up with pages and interns? Of course you can. In fact, it's encouraged. The only thing you can never, ever, 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 never, never, never do is say the quiet thing out loud. There are things that everyone in Congress knows are true, but you don't say them out loud. James Clyburn has been in Congress since 1832. You'd think... He'd know the rules by now. But when discussing the financial bill to stabilize the economy over the coronavirus crisis, he said the quiet thing out loud. Quote, this is a tremendous opportunity to restructure things to fit our vision. Somewhere between thousands and millions of lives are at stake. And this is a big opportunity for James Clyburn. You know this thing we're all going through? This thing that makes us sad, angry, confused? At the same time, it makes them happy. It causes them to salivate. They think of how our, how our pain can serve their vision. How it can make sure that we never, ever let a crisis go to waste. Because that's why James Clyburn is going to receive today's Rahm Emanuel Human Exploitation Award. Congratulations to James Clyburn. You've won. You've won something really important. This award is carefully guarded and can only be given away to society's most egregious grifters. 
Congratulations to James Clyburn. You are just awful. There are literally thousands of ridiculous wish list items jammed into this bill that has delayed its passing. Everything from $600 million for arts and humanities. What does that have to do with COVID-19? To eliminating post office debt, same day voter registration, eliminating student debt, cutting the carbon emissions of airlines by 50%. I mean, that one's not that bad, I guess, considering they've already cut their emissions by basically 100%. It's hard to emit carbon when all of your planes are parked and your company is going out of business. It makes Congress use more minority banks, which of course are banks where you store and withdraw minorities. We didn't know. It would extend visas for non-immigrants. It would prohibit colleges from giving the citizenship status of its students to the government. It would give tax credits to solar and wind power. Not sure what that has to do with COVID-19. It would give more collective bargaining rights to unions. And to be fair, we never have tried collectively negotiating with the virus. Maybe we give that one a whirl. I don't know. I mean, at this point, let's try anything. It gives money to retirement plans uh, for employees of community newspapers. It requires a minimum wage hike to $15 an hour across large portions of the economy. It spends a billion dollars trying to buy airlines, airplanes. Do you understand what I'm saying? They want to buy the airlines and the airplanes. They're going to take airplanes that are parked at airlines and buy them. It's like a cash for clunkers for planes. I would think airlines would be the appropriate owners of airplanes, but, you know, what do I know at this point? Spends millions on climate change and a billion on Obama phones. And it even dishes out $35 million for the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, where large groups of people get together and sit really close to each other, which sounds like a great thing to throw money at during a pandemic. Worst part is James Clyburn might be about to get an award much bigger. Yes, even bigger than our Rahm Emanuel Human Exploitation Award. Let me uh, take you back a few weeks. Joe Biden, he's coming off a terrible stretch, three straight embarrassing losses in the primary. And then he gets this gift. I can think of no one better suited, better prepared. I can think of no one with the tech integrity No one more committed to the fundamental principles that make this country what it is than my good friend, my late wife's great friend, Joe Biden. Really? Really? The, the use of the word integrity there was particularly irritating. And does anybody believe that you think Joe Biden is really the one who's most ready? The guy can't get through a sentence. James Clyburn's endorsement is a big part of the reason Biden wins in South Carolina in a big way. And then he cruises to the nomination, assuming, of course, he can stay upright for the next few months at least. If Joe Biden wins, James Clyburn is going to be owed a huge amount of favors from the president of the United States. He will be able to find more and more of these tremendous opportunities to restructure things to fit his vision. We have a bit of a weakness here, I think, as a population. We're generally honest. 
and we assume everyone else is like us. Well, we assume that, I don't know, everyone has similar goals. We all want to stop this outbreak more than anything. But some people really don't share those goals. They see opportunity in the tragedy. It's gross. It's honestly disgusting. It's an utterly revolting way to live your life in every single way. I mean, it's not as revolting as Ted Kennedy in a hot tub, but it's close. Recently, a video surfaced. Uh, it was disturbing. Uh, it was troubling to us here at The Blaze and uh, friends of this network. I'm going to show it to you now. If you have children nearby, you may not want to see this. It's, it's devastating. Watch. Hey, girl, what's you need? What you looking for? Oh, OK, put that down, put it down, put it down. All right, you want some good, right? Look here, look here, look here. How much you got? How much you got? Let me see, let me see. All right, look, look what I got. Look what I got. You want the whole thing? Because this, I, the whole thing, you want the whole thing? Look, now I can give you a little bit, but you won't. Look, look how much you want. Now you get caught with all of that, you're gonna, they're going to think you're dealing, but look here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the whole thing now, right there. Look, look, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep that money. Look what I got. Look what I got. You want that? I bet you do. Look here. You take this. I'm going to put this one on the house, right? I'm going to put this one on the house. You take it. You take it. You remember where you got it from? I got you. Hey, look. You tell your friends. They need some more. They know where to find me. Oh. Oh, Welcome to the program, Chad Prather. Yeah, man, everybody needs a side hustle. <laughs> you know, Chad, I, I want to ask you a question. I want you to answer me honestly. Mm. Have you ever been a drug dealer? I'm pretty good at it. You are really good at it. I'm pretty good at it. I have a past. <laughs> I've never, I won't say that I was a dealer per se, but I've watched a few go down. Yeah, I, you know? I believe you. Uh, that was actually an amazing performance. <laughs> I totally believed you were the really the drug dealer. So my wife, uh, and it, what's funny about that video is some people ripped it, right? They took the video, didn't give me any credit, and posted it on their own pages. Oh, and so the thing blew up pretty viral, and tens of millions of people were watching it with no credit to me, which I'm fine with. I don't care. But it's funny how many messages people sent me and they were like, is that Chad? Is that you doing that? <laughs> oh, that's really irritating, though. It is. It happens, uh, though. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the internet. You know how it goes. So many people on the internet, I swear, they're just yeah. like, it's constantly stealing content. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great concept, and it's also really funny because it, it actually feels like it could go down any day. Like this could actually happen. So we have a, we have one of those uh, neighborhood email chains, you know, the yeah. next door deal the app mm -hmm. and everybody kind of stays in contact there. We have people in our neighborhood who are literally saying, where can we get toilet paper? We are completely out at the house. What I started telling people to do is stop worrying about going to the grocery store. Go to these industrial supply buildings, like go online to yeah. Granger and Fastenal and all these deals that normally, you know, would send these giant rolls to the stadium right. and get that quarter ply. Ah. That's that's what I'm thinking is the trick right there. Because, I mean, you know, last effort, I, I cleaned out my sock drawer and I found all of the socks in there. I have a lot of footy socks, apparently, that are about to be booty socks. Uh, they don't have a mate. 
correct, Stu, so I've set them aside. <laughs> it's your emergency <laughs> yeah. procedure. See, you're planning. You're a prepper. Mm -hmm. That's essentially being a prepper. Well, right you there. could just get in the shower, and when it hits the b the basin, just waffle stomp it down the drain. Yeah. I mean, you uh, could do that. solutions. <laughs> I'm a thinker, man. I will say it is an odd thing of all the things to get, you know, to put together for the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Like, that's down the line a little bit. You're right. Like, there are other paths. They're not pleasant. They're not pleasant to get that done. Yeah. But the toilet paper thing has really taken off. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand that either. Uh, I never would have thought that this was going to be the issue. It's not like this <laughs> disease causes, you know, diarrhea or anything like that. I'm thinking that if we ever have a bowel syndrome or some kind of <laughs> epidemic, people are going to start buying nasal spray. It's a weird <laughs> thing that that's what the run. We went to the grocery store last week at like 10 at night because I wanted to avoid people. Uh, but that's just a general rule of life. Right, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of eerie. And I've been to a lot of third world countries. It, it reminded me back in the 90s when I went to Russia for the first time. And everything was just kind of bare. And it, but thankfully, we live in a capitalist country where the stuff still comes. Yeah. It eventually it still shows, shows up. up. It, yeah. it does eventually show up. That's nice. That's a nice uh, change. Um, I, I, I'm kind of fascinated by, you have a song coming out. You were just telling me about yeah. off the air called Quarantine Life, right? Yeah. Uh, which is, I, I, that's where we are right now. It really is. I mean, it really is. You said the quarantine 15. I got to be at least a 10 or 12. I've gained it. Yeah. I've gained oh, the quarantine yeah. 15. My, I walk oh, yeah. past the, I, I get on my show and I see myself in the monitor there and I'm like, it looks like my face has given birth to a whole other face. <laughs> you got the turkey waddle. It doesn't help. I shaved last night so I don't have any beard whatsoever just to let, I look like a thumb in a cowboy hat <laughs> at this point. Now I look like a dirty Q-tip. Look at that, Stu. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got the, CJ Engelstad of the Deplorable Choir and I got together last week and we'd written a song called Quarantine Life, and we sang it. And it's just about what it turns you into, just the animalistic desires that comes out of you. Yeah. Uh, I went and bought two weeks supply of alcohol yesterday. It was the uh, third time this week I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I, we opened, we went through three and a half bottles of wine on Sunday night. Yeah. And we're not even that way. I know. Just that bored. This is a problem. Uh, yeah. And, you know, going back and forth with this whole thing, there's this, this debate of whether we need to get the economy started again mm -hmm. or we really need to keep things shut down for a while. It is one of those underplayed things because, mm -hmm. you know, they the police have talked about, like, there's been an increase in domestic violence. There's yeah. been an increase in alcoholism. Suicide is a big uh, Child situation. abuse. Child abuse. Is Child abuse one. has gone up. In fact, there was a, a report that came out this morning. Cook's Children's Hospital in Fort Worth reported two new child deaths because of abuse oh that's happened. So it's, it's a tragic thing. And if you look at the spike of uh, unemployment claims that just went yeah. through the roof. I mean, overnight almost. Uh, it is, but people are getting having to get to know each other again. They're oh. realizing that they've never parented ever. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, and it's I, it's tough to look. There is a certain segment of our society who I consider super high achievers, sure. who are able to take their kids at home and homeschool them to some level of competence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dan Andrews, who was on the show yesterday, uh, he does this with his kids and, and, and his wife do, do it. And it's like, I consider them to be very special people right. because it's difficult. It's it hard, yeah. you know, to remember all that stuff and have patience and do all those things. Now we're thrusting everybody in America into this situation. If we all wanted to be in the situation, we probably would have chosen it, right? Yeah. Or at least we would have at least considered it more, more seriously. <laughs> it's a tough change for people, man. It's real. We we homeschooled through eighth grade with the kids, five kids, uh, and wow. well, four wow. of the five kids we did that. 
So it is, it's, it, it, it's a calling in life to do that, right? It's a real calling to take that responsibility. And if you're not asking for it or looking for it, suddenly it just pops up on you and you're like, what am I doing? It, you know, I, it's weird. I've seen some funny memes that have come out of it, but that's what we're doing these days, right? Yeah, this yeah. is just, we just sit back and meme. Is that the right thing to do? Like you're in the middle of this situation. Yeah. You're trying to figure out the world. You just try to enjoy it as much as you can. Okay, so my philosophy is, uh, I think that two things are very healing to people in all seriousness. Uh, one is humor and another is music. Uh, I love both. Not necessarily good at either one, but I try, <laughs> right? I, I try to put both out there and just that's the thing. You know, I've kind of looked at it as as when I go on social media, I want to sort of give a humorous fireside chat with our shows that we do on the Chad Prather show. Mm -hmm. You're doing that in an effective way. And it's it Glenn's doing that. I mean, you know, you listen to the, the radio show in the morning. You know, there's a great mix of humor that's in that. And I think those are the things that matter because people are so dang serious. Somebody said to me yesterday, they said, Chad, you got to quit trying to be so humorous through all of this. People are dying. And I said, you're right. If I would get serious, it would curb the death rate. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get serious yeah. so people will get better. And before this, no one was dying. There right. was no one who ever died. So you <laughs> right. should, you, I don't know why ever. you're funny through that. Ever. I mean, 30,000 will die on American highways this year alone. But let's shut down the interstate system. <laughs> Cut it down. No more travel. Uh, that None. Is, that is an actual decision we make, though, right? Yeah. We actually do say, hey, we know people are going to die. Uh, driving their cars around. We know people are going to die from the flu. Mm -hmm. We take steps uh, to live our lives and try to get through that. Um, there's obviously some level of you know human cost that we all would say is too much. Mm -hmm. But that's a hard balance. I mean, if, you know, if you're the president of the United States, you know, you're you're in Congress. You're trying to figure out what the balance is there. It is not an easy equation. <clears throat> that's not COVID. That, that was just a, that was just an allergy cough. It looked COVID-esque. It was, was COVID-esque. Mm -hmm. It was dry. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I tell you, I, and I want your opinion on this. I think it's damned if you do, if damned if you don't for the president. Yeah. I don't think he can make the right decision in this. Because either, either way he goes on this, if he starts things back up, it's going to be in ways a mess. If he doesn't, it's going to, we know that's going to be a mess. So, I, do you have thought? Do you have thoughts on that? I always respect Stuberger's opinion <laughs> on all things. Well, I have a um, uh, it's what I call law, <laughs> law and order syndrome. Yeah. If you're watching an episode of Law and Order, you mm -hmm. totally believe the guy is guilty when one lawyer is making the case, and then you yeah. totally believe they're innocent. And I, I have a little bit of that going on. We were joking about it as like it's that that movie. Um, is it uh, Inside Out, the cartoon yeah. where they have all the different things? The like there's times I'm angry and sometimes I'm happy and sometimes I'm scared. It is a bizarre time. I, I do think that there is a limit to what the American people can put up with unless they're seeing zombie apocalypse. Right. Right. Like they're seeing, you know, a million people dead in New York. They'll stay inside for a freaking long time. Yeah. Right. But in, if they're not seeing that, if they're seeing what we have what we have now which is bad but it's not it hasn't overwhelmed them yet with emotion and terror they're not going to sit around for a long time i, I think you, you've got a few more weeks maybe i mean and, and that's even a big ask the president asked for 15 days i thought that was a good it was attainable we're going to make it through that 15 days i hope it's only a week away but after that i you know i don't know how much time we have yeah and the president said you know everything back up and running by easter which is about what 19 days away yeah. so we're, we're just under three weeks for that We'll see, I, you know, because my fear is that people are going to have that attitude. And I think they very much are going to have that attitude where they say, ah, screw it. We can go back. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing this. And then they go back and perhaps 
there is a shot in the arm for this thing that comes back. But I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. What we're seeing in other countries, uh, we are seeing some success rates in in some places. Yeah. If we can believe it. Yeah. Somebody asked me today, they said, what do you think is going on? I said, what I think going, is going on is what they're telling us is not 100% true. It's, yeah. There's something else that's there. Yeah. I, I it get, just doesn't jive with me. Yeah, I almost get the sense that they, they don't know. They think they have a range of things they think could happen. Mm-hmm. And they're making sure to tell us the worst things in that range because they think they're possible. Mm-hmm. And if we let everything go, we could hit that high range. Yeah. On the other side, I think, you know, they, they <clears> do... They, it does seem like there's some people that are coming out and saying, look, we, we think maybe this will fade away for this reason or this reason. I think there's hope. And I really want to believe all those things, yeah. you know, but I, man, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely nervous about it. I mean, we're, we're not at a we're not at a point where um, I think this is going to be nothing. <laughs> They're saying now this could be the. Uh, could I don't be, know. I was going to say this is going to be ground zero, but we, I, ground zero is right over there. on your Yeah, left there hand. it is. You might want to disinfect <laughs> this chair when we're done. Uh, before we go, uh, make sure to hit all of your big appearances coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> there will be none. There will be none. Wow. I, I just want people to subscribe to the Chad Prather Show and yeah. pick up our singles. We still have the uh, He's Still Your President song that's out with that's uh, myself and, and Ryan Weaver. You got some great T-shirts, too. I love oh, the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the trophy one I was laughing at. Yeah, uh, we've got the, the participation trophies. Yes. Uh, we <laughs> don't do participation trophies, which also comes in youth sizes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Uh, we're apparently in the t-shirt business now in a big way. Watchchad.com has them all. Go there. Watchchad.com. It's Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show here on Blaze TV. Uh, if you're a, a fan of Chad, of course, and you don't want to miss uh, any of his content, make sure you subscribe to Blaze TV, uh, Blaze TV now. BlazeTV.com slash stew is the place to go. Uh, use the uh, code stew, and I guess they're going to give you 10 bucks off or something. Plus, you'll, they'll, it will be telling the network how much you love me and Chad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have much time, obviously, with his COVID thing. It's, it's, it's not going to be a long thing. So Downhill it'll be process, almost like a mo- really in memoriam uh, code. <laughs> <laughs> Back in a second. No, I don't consider the balancing act. That is a very good question. The president has the awesome responsibility of considering every aspect of this. I just give public health advice completely clean, unconnected with anything else. He has to factor in other things. That's Dr. Fauci on a radio show. And, you know, this is a really interesting clip. Like, I think Fauci's been really good through this. He obviously takes this seriously, but he's deferred to the president, I think, the appropriate amount. It is the president's job. We elected the president. We didn't elect Fauci. Uh, If we wanted to have Fauci as president, we'd have Fauci as president. We could elect him, too. Uh, But we decided to go with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is there to make these decisions. And Fauci has done a good job, I think, saying, trying to tamp down any idea that there's a a split between them. He's been very good at piecing this together. And I wanted you to think about this from a left-wing media personality for a second. If you're, you're in the media, you're asking these questions. They're constantly needling at the separation between Fauci and Trump. If if your view worldview is Fauci is a a really balanced smart guy that knows how to handle this and he's trying to convince Trump who's crazy and outlandish and he's going to do this really bad guy he's trying to convince him to go the right direction. Let's just say that's you. That's what the media obviously believes here. Why on earth would you try to exploit the rift between them? If you cared about this being handled in the way you believe Fauci wants it to be handled, and he may not be uh, publicly disagreeing with Trump, but you know behind the scenes this is he wants to do other things. If you believe that, why would you try to be exploit that rift? It's because they are obsessed with taking down Trump, even if it means making this thing worse. 
that is completely unhealthy and inappropriate. And you see it with what they did with the story yesterday of a guy who took um, uh, some sort of fish tank cleaner and that had a similar name uh, to a, a medicine that Donald Trump talked about and apparently took this and he died. It's a terrible thing. It's a bizarre thing. I don't know if he overdosed. I don't know what he was thinking. If he was on something else, if his wife poisoned him, I have no idea what happened there. But uh, we can't we can't be in a situation where the media is able to write over and over again, publication after publication, website after website, that Trump was basically responsible for this. Trump suggests this medication. Someone goes and tries to self-medicate and now he's dead. That hand that the blood is on Donald Trump's hands. Uh, Nobody said this better than Charles uh, C.W. Cook from National Review. He said, quote, we simply cannot run our country on the assumption that I have high hopes for this drug currently in clinical trials and hope it will be eventually fast tracked by the FDA and prescribed by a doctor will be heard by reasonable people as go into your pantry right now and eat fish tank cleaner. If the ingredients look similar to a word you heard on television, obviously that's true. We all know that's true, but the media decided to try to exploit that as well to try to make uh, more of a rift between the American people uh, and Donald Trump. And that should not be your focus right now. The opposite should be your focus. You should be encouraging good uh, bipartisan expert plus politician, everybody working together, trying to find a solution here. It's what the American people should expect out of their leaders. But honestly, at this point, I don't know that they do. Um, I want to also do this. This is... um, one of the clips, we actually may have played this one a, a week or two ago. It was one of the spring breakers. Uh, he was out there in the middle of the COVID-19 thing. You're supposed to be in your house, and they're out there spring breaking, and they all want to get drunk and hammered and do all their things. Here's what the clip was like. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Look, I would be down on the guy if he planned the trip last week. But if it was two or three months, I mean, that's an eternity. Obviously, he has to go. There's a part of you that understands this, right? You're, you're 21 years old and you're, you're going to spring break and, you know, maybe you're not considering all the problems. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. When you're 21 years old, you did a lot of stupid crap. Uh, I, I, I thought this was interesting. He posted on Instagram um, this message. He said, I would like to sincerely apologize for the insensitive comment I made in regards to COVID-19 while in spring break. I wasn't aware of the severity of my actions and comments. I'd like to take this time to own up to the mistakes I've made and to apologize to the people I've offended. Like many others, I have elderly people who I adore more than anything in the world and other family members who are at risk. And I understand how concerning this disease is for us all. Our generation may feel invincible like I did when I commented, but we have a responsibility to listen and follow the recommendations in our communities. I will continue to reflect and learn from this and continue to pray for our well-being. I deeply apologize from the bottom of my heart for my insensitivity and unawareness of my actions. I got to say, this is the type of thing he deserves some grace here, right? This is a good thing. We had Dana Lashon talking about her book, uh, which is all about grace. And this is a great example of it. Yeah, yeah, he said something stupid. Can we just forget about it? He's a 21-year-old kid. He's hammered. He's trying to hook up with somebody. I mean, it's all right. It's okay. Let me give you one quick warm with Britney Spears before we go. She writes, bizarrely, um, during this time of isolation, we need connection more than ever. Call your loved ones. Write virtual love letters. Uh, she goes on to say, um, we will learn to kiss and hold each other through the waves of the web. Whatever that means. You're not supposed to be kissing and hugging anybody. But I guess through the web, it's okay. We will feed, misspelled, we will feed each other and redistribute wealth. And then we will strike 
I mean, we're all kind of in a big strike right now. <laughs> the last thing we need is less work than we have currently. I don't think that's necessarily uh, the direction we want to go. But if we get an apology from Brittany, we'll give her some grace as well. Just remember, COVID-19 equals redistribution of wealth. We'll do the math on that and come back in a second. Like welcome to the program, the one, the only Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed here on Blaze TV. Pat, long trek down the hallway. Really appreciate you making it. It re- really wore me out. I don't know if I can do the interview now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm exhausted. Actually, we should have sent a car. That's right? right? That is my bad. Um, <laughs> I am in the middle of this coronavirus thing, and it is one of the most fascinating stories. Take out the fact that we all may die mm-hmm. uh, or the economy may collapse into a Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from a story perspective, I find it fascinating. Yeah. There's an interesting split, particularly among conservatives, and many that I think are really smart conservatives, conservatives that I trust, and they they do a great job with analysis and and everything else, where you have one side of it is, this is really serious, we better take this seriously, we're we're, we're going down a really dark road here. And then on the other side is, look, a very small percentage of the population are affected with this, we need to open up the economy and get on with life. Right. Which one, where do you lean? You know, uh... I'm kind of torn, too. I mean, I think we need to pay it all the concern it's due. But I think in some cases we go a little bit overboard. And I do worry about uh, liberty being taken away because some has already. And, you know, the First Amendment calls for the right to assembly. And now we're being told, nope, sorry, you can't assemble in groups greater than two in some cases. (laughs) Okay. Seems like an issue. That seemed uh, like a problem. <laughs> I got seven people at my house right now. Are you going to invade? Uh, we, can we expect a SWAT team to kick down the door? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, but wh- did you hear the announcement from Boris Johnson uh, yeah. yesterday? I mean, that was a serious totalitarian move on their part. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to say, well, it's necessary. I, again, that's what I'm torn on. Yeah, it's an interesting... Great Britain is a really interesting example because they kind of did the thing that I think a lot of conservatives are suggesting, which is get the really vulnerable and kind of cordon them off. Mm -hmm. And if you get infected, we're we're getting you. We're going to put you away. You're going to be quarantined completely. But people can go along with their lives and live their lives. Uh, They kind of tried that. And they were the ones kind of with the loosest sort of restrictions. And then this week, there's like, Ah, we're closing the whole country down, guys. Uh, Do not leave your home for any reason. And he laid down strict guidelines where you can even leave your house. There's four reasons for leaving your house. Uh, You can get groceries. You can go out to exercise once per day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I can leave my house and actually jog or walk. Mm -hmm. Which I know that would be the first thing we'd take advantage of. Exactly. We made sure we should get those exercises. But just once a day, I don't know that I can handle that. I'm with you on that. You know, I was thinking, can you trade (laughs) with like an elderly person nearby that's not going to exercise and take their extra exercise trips? We got to look into that. We got to look into that. Because you and I will really suffer if it comes (laughs) to that. Oh my gosh, I mean, Uh, (laughs) we are really (laughs) fine-tuned machines (laughs) and we can't have that messed up in any way. Right. You can go to the doctor Mm -hmm. and there was I don't know. Oh, you can go to work under certain circumstances and if you're in certain industries. Otherwise, absolutely no exceptions. Police will be stopping you and enforcing this, detaining you and fining you 
and maybe imprisonment for leaving your house. It's unbelievable. And Boris Johnson's not, you know, no. uh, the most restrictive leader, no, obviously. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, uh, you know, it's um, uh, it, it strikes me as you see almost like the fear in these guys' eyes when they hit this certain point where they realize or think this is going to go super mega ugly. Yeah. You see it in, uh, what's his face, in New York, Cuomo right now, I think, where he is just out there. He looks like it's in absolute panic. Yeah, he's uh, a deer in panic. headlights right now, I yeah. think. Well, it was maybe a week ago when they had, I don't know, 1,100 uh, confirmed cases. What are they, 25,000 25,000 plus, yeah. As we as we tape this, and and it's, it's uh, frightening. They don't know... They don't know what to, I don't think anybody really knows the perfect thing to do. Yeah, and I, I keep coming back to, there's almost an idea that, you know how they get, this happens from time to time, like if you're choosing between two close options and you go back and forth, eventually the decision just gets made for you. Yeah. And I feel like with this one, you know, Cuomo again was saying they're going to hit their peak of this thing, and they think two to three weeks so this is not something they're projecting mm. for nine months ahead. They're saying this yeah. is going to be meltdown situation in two or three weeks. If it is a meltdown situation, Americans are taking in one of their major cities, basically destroyed, and, and you know it's going to be apocalyptic. Yeah, they may very well be much more willing to do the really restrictive actions. Uh, but without that, you know, I know it's terrible, and it, it, but it's the, it's the way a republic operates. Like without us being pushed to the brink, we're not going to react that way and accept those things. Right. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, the founding fathers, both Franklin and, and Jefferson said something similar. And you know the quote, too. If, if you're willing to sacrifice your freedom for your safety, uh, you don't deserve either one, and you're going to lose both. Yeah. And, and, and so that's a, it's hard to walk that line because it is the government's job to protect us. In fact, you can make the point, it's their only job. It's the only thing they're supposed to do. So is this part of that? And can you take any measure you want in order to protect the American people? (laughs) I don't think that's how it was designed. That's not how it's designed. Yeah, you know, they're talking about them voting in Congress. You know, how are they going to vote for these bills? Like Mike Lee, who's a vote we really need right now on bills like they're discussing, can't vote. Rand Paul can't vote. Um, All these things are kind of going on. The the. The Constitution and the writings around it seem relatively clear. They really wanted them in person there. It was not like a, ah, send a, send a letter. They did, they did not want that. They wanted them in person to the point where they talk about, you know, I've heard the stories of they, they discuss, like, if there's a senator who's, like, hammered at a bar down the street, they can go get them and drag them into Congress, to the Senate to, to vote. Which they probably did with Ted Kennedy multiple times. <laughs> probably, like, <laughs> almost every night with Ted. Uh, so they really wanted them there. You know, but the idea of a of a virtual vote seems really reasonable to me at this mm-hmm. particular moment. So, I mean, all this stuff gets, it gets pushed to the sidelines. Are you amazed at how far the American people have gone to accept these changes this quickly? Well, we've rolled over for it, haven't we? We've just yeah. accepted. We've acquiesced. On everything. We're just complying. And, you know, people are good hearted about it. They're like, well, okay, if this is necessary, I just need to do this right now. Well, wait a minute, though. There's (laughs) a little piece of paper, a document that we kind of put a lot of stock in. Yeah. It says, don't do this stuff. So it's really tough. A lot of it has been willing, though, right? Yeah. I mean, everything from people saying, I'll go into my house and I'll, I'll stay there for a while to, I mean, like Ford, for example, is retrofitting its factories 
to you know to to do ventilators and masks mm -hmm. and all sorts of things. Are they doing ventilators or inhalators? Inhalators or, or respirators? Respirators. One of the, one of the three. <laughs> I can't remember from Barack Obama. Uh, but this stuff has happened without government force being necessary, which I think is a really yeah. a really positive thing. Um, but. I, it has been surprising. Like, we, if we would, we probably did when coronavirus was, was starting. We probably were on the air going, "Look at what they're doing in China. We'll never accept that." We did, and here we are, yeah. kind of accepting it. Yeah, at least in the short term, because people are scared. Yeah, and when you're scared, I mean, I, I don't know if we thought, "All right, well, we have to defend our liberty when things are really good," because that's not <laughs> the way it works. <laughs> the only time it's really important to yeah. stand up for your liberty is when things are tough, and that's. Now, Let, let's uh, let's take this in another direction, because if you were a Democrat and I would t I, I was listening to a, um, a podcast, uh, some show that I was I was listening to, to the back catalog. It was a couple weeks ago and they were just on there saying, like, look, you know, this is Trump is going to destroy these guys because the economy's so good and everything's going so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is going to be easy. Now, if you are a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Forget the human tolls. Just think like a Democrat. <laughs> right. Just straight politics. Could you possibly have designed a better situation no. in which we're going to go into likely a recession, maybe a depression? We're talking double digit unemployment, at least in the short term. Really serious negative consequences on the strongest point of Trump's argument for reelection. Mm -hmm. And then they come up with Joe Biden. It's like the only way you could lose this was have to have someone who really just can't operate. I think it's likely that Nancy Pelosi developed and planted this virus <laughs> in Wuhan, China. <laughs> really? In her spare time. Likely. Yeah, I think it's likely. You're willing to go that far? <laughs> yes, because you're right. It's per the perfect scenario for him, right? I, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen more conspiracy theories surrounding that because they couldn't have asked for anything better for their chances for election in november should we start one a conspiracy yes. theory i mean yes, do I we, think we should do we just kind of just start leaking little bits and pieces of it out and yes. just saying like we happen to see nancy pelosi in wuhan in mid-november coincidence uh, maybe she was just I, visiting I, we're not saying we're just asking questions maybe she just likes bat sandwiches she, i don't know <laughs> i would say if i had to pick anyone in the world who would eat a bat sandwich it would be nancy, nancy. pelosi yeah you're gonna doubt it no i'm not i don't think so uh, All right, I'm so start not. that, spread it around, just get it out there, make sure people understand Nancy Pelosi was in Wuhan in November. Um, you know, you watched Biden try to get through this. He's can't even read the prompter. Ugh. I mean, they have the perfect. This is perfect, because if you're going to have Joe Biden, what you want is a guy who needs to be uh, away from people who's not ever going to be caught on an iPhone because he's in his home. Mm -hmm. He can record speech uh, after speech that he can just nail with no problems. And yet what happens? They can't even pull that off. This is the this should be the easiest thing in the world. And look, if Donald Trump does this amazing sort of reaction to this and is able to kind of get out of it and everything turns around, you're not going to probably beat him anyway. But any other anything other than that, anything other than perfection, He's going to be obviously vulnerable. Yes. He was vulnerable coming in with a with an approval approval rating that wasn't great anyway. How do they blow this? They're going to blow it, aren't they? It, I they're so. trying to. I hope they do. <laughs> I mean, the, the Biden thing is amazing because you would think people around him are saying, Joe, uh, don't do anything live. OK, right now you can't gather in crowds anyway. So let's just record everything you do. Yeah. We'll make it right. We'll make it look good. We'll make you look good. And then uh, 
you know, there won't be a problem. But they go live instead. And really seriously bad things happen <laughs> every time. Is it, do you think, we talked about this on radio a little bit earlier. Do you think it is his advisors not advising him, just being like, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to step into that. He's going to, you know, he might be upset or he might Mm -hmm. be disappointed or he might be angry. Or is it just that he gets the advice and blows it off? Yeah. Like, I think that's I think that it's the latter. Yeah. Because he (laughs) doesn't realize he uh, has lost his noodle. Mm. Everybody else around him, I think, probably (laughs) does by now. How could you not? Yeah. How could you not? It's pretty pretty transparent. Yeah. And and it is kind of sad. Like, you could picture a Joe Biden being like, Hearing the calls of he's going senile, he's slowing down, whatever, whatever the, you know, people say mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to no, I'm not do I'm going to prove that I can do this. I, I don't know. Yeah. You're not going to have to coddle me. I'm going to step up and it, you can see that attitude a little bit in him. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem to be working. It reminds me of my dad when he, you know, in his later years yeah. um, when he'd had a few strokes uh, and he was going blind and he really believed he could still drive. Like, Dad, you're almost completely blind. You can't, I'm fine to drive. I've, I've been driving my whole life. Yeah, but you were a little younger uh, your whole life. Well, uh, your eyes there. worked. You know, that's a big part of driving. <laughs> yeah, seeing is a fairly important part of driving. And uh, But that's, I think that's how people get yeah. at times. They don't, they don't see that they're, they're losing it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, um, I, you know, every once in a while I'll attempt an athletic activity, um, usually with my son. Um, mm-hmm. And these are always terrible ideas <laughs> because, you know, you think you remember doing things like I remember being able to go by someone and playing basketball, like just go by them and get a get a good shot off. Yeah. And then you try it, you know, you're at the gym or whatever you try it. Not only do you not go by them, but then your knee hurts for two weeks. <laughs> like that's Joe Biden thinking at this point. Right. That's not positive. Yeah. You, no, it's not. Forget the fact that Joe Biden would be a bad president. He's a guy who cannot handle this job right now. He can't handle it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's a scary proposition. And we've got to really concentrate on who his vice president selection is going to be, because that is critical yeah. with him. Got to be the biggest one ever, right? Most oh, important ever? I think ever? so. I think so. Because has there ever been a person elected to office? And hopefully he won't be anyway. But has there ever been a person elected to office where there was a bigger chance that he wouldn't be able to serve his first Full term? I, I don't, not that I know of. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for first day. Yeah. I want him to get through the first day in office. Yeah. If he, if he gets to office, which I hope he doesn't. Um, but if he does, I don't, I mean, the first term doesn't, it almost in a way doesn't even seem plausible. Doesn't. Uh, I mean, this is, this is not a good situation. Um, a good situation for you, though, is to go to Pat Gray Unleashed uh, on Blaze TV. Thank you for noticing that. It, that is true. It's a really good situation. That's very true. You can also uh, see uh, his uh, show every day now on YouTube, which is uh, pretty yes. new. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool, as well as get the podcast subscribed there as well. If you don't have Blaze TV yet, consider a subscription for all the great content. People like Pat, Glenn, myself, of course, as well. Uh, go and just slave away every day for you. We do the show on billboards now, too. We do. You do. Yeah, yeah I do. So subscribe so. to a local billboard near you or go to blazetv.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew for an easy 10 bucks off. Pat, thanks for Thank coming you. by. By the way, thank you to Ford, who is actually making respirators and face shields to help the effort. I love how capitalism is coming together in this time to do really important things. We'll talk to you tomorrow.